It is Wednesday, the 31st day of May, 2023, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The first rule of podcasting is be consistent. Sadly, that's the most talked about rule that these get rich with podcasts schemes will tell you. See, that doesn't even look right uh, written out. Anyways, what they never tell you is that rule number two and three are, one, uh, don't have a fucking full-time job, and two, you really do need some semblance of a clue with regards to audio and recording. (laughs) That's why I found that, um, you know, folks that were in bands at one point, um, you know, would be better at this. I was in a band at one point. I don't have a fucking clue. Not a goddamn clue. So here I am, attempt number three at this particular episode. Seriously, the third fucking attempt. When are people going to believe me when I say that I have no fucking clue what I'm doing here? Seriously. So anyways, I am back this week with uh, some shit that I was going to talk about last week and the week prior. Uh, as well as some reasonably time, uh, timely nonsense, including D.B. Cooper. Like, that's timely, right? It's only been 50-plus years or so. Um, I'm also going to talk about... What else? What else am I going to talk Oh, <laughs> eating breakfast. Not me. Uh, the never-ending thirst for power. And I'm also going to talk about some really pathetic fucking people. Who, seri- who apparently have no greater calling in life than to simply make other people's lives completely and totally miserable that don't include listening to this podcast. Anyways, that's all right here, right now, on a shoddily recorded Audacity version of episode number 158. Yeah, I know, but I fucked up the last one. When I said last time it was 158, this one is actually 158. This fucking blows. (laughs) You're going to hear so many, like, clicks and and just dumb shit. I don't have any fucking uh, transitions. I got to find some. Bear with me. But that's all right here, right now. Uncomplaints and observations. Still a voyage into the mundane. And an exercise in futility. Swimming in the absurd while drowning in unearned self-importance. Entirely unworthy of your time. It is the world's worst podcast. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right, how are you? What's cooking, eh? What's cooking, good looking? That's terrible. Um, so yeah, thanks for thanks for stopping by and joining me on this uh, little pointless 
journey that I'm embarking on yet again. I went back to listen to my intro and I apologize for the burp that was like in the middle of there. But yeah, you know, still trying to to figure this shit out and still trying to make this work. Um, After getting away from my previous host, the the new host, uh, I'm just, I don't know. (laughs) I just can't. I can't figure any of this out, is probably the long and the short of it. So I'm currently recording um, through Audacity, and if you're at all familiar with Audacity, and I've used it in the past for a couple of uh, bad bits and stuff, but like it, it's not awesome, and it really highlights just how bad uh, this $20 microphone really is. So that's another reason why I'm not thrilled at having to do it. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I can't get it to work properly uh, at some point. But, um, yeah. Let's get back into it, shall we? How about them Celtics, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that was terrific. So... You know, last night was was a I shouldn't say last night I should say uh, Monday night was terrible. Okay, we all know that we can see it, but the thing that gets me, and this has come up multiple times already, is that the um, the quality of play by the two stars of the team that. If things were to go the way that they want them to go, they're going to combine to make well over half a billion dollars together. And yet here we are, it, after three three wins in a row to come back from 3-0 down, and you're sitting there, home court, what happens? Uh, Tatum gets hurt right, you know, first possession of the game, he gets hurt. And... I don't care what anybody says, that dude was basically a liability for the remainder of the game, other than being a decoy, right? He was. And Jalen Brown turning the ball over on his own more than the entire Miami Heat team uh, isn't going to get things done. Missing your first 10 three-pointers aren't going to, to get things done. So it was just awful. You know, it was the way that Game 6 ended made you feel good. Made you think, all right, maybe Miami is kind of, uh, you know, thinking they suck and that their their tickets already been uh, written. What tickets are? What does that even mean? Anyways, it just sucked. It was it was a shitty. It was a shitty way to win. You know, you almost kind of hoped that they would just lose in like five and be over and, and get it over with, but for them to come back and to to give us that sort of. That, that glimmer of hope after the Bruins shit in their own hat. And Florida Florida might win the whole fucking thing, which, you know, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell if I, if I find that to be a, a plus or a minus. I'm not sure. But either way, I don't know. <clears throat> but now it's, you know, the Heat and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are probably going to fucking steamroll this team. 
And I, I hope they do. I, I could... Little, little, little. I want to see the, the post-win uh, celebrations for Jokic and his brothers. Um, because I'm sure it'll be hilarious. So I'm like five minutes into this thing and I'm already bored with myself. <laughs> Ugh, talking about sports. You can only do it so much before it starts to get um, tiresome, right? And the thing of it is, I love it. But now I'm finding myself gravitating towards, like, different... I mean, obviously I've been in the soccer, okay? So, just so you know, uh, West Ham, uh, next Wednesday, is the final of the um, European Conference Tournament. Get on board. Alright? Things are going to change for West Ham. They're going to win this tournament going to bring home some fucking silverware and things are going to fucking change. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just saying. I'm saying things are going to fucking change, man. But now I find myself getting into uh, rugby. The New England Free Jacks. They play in fucking Quincy. I am... I find myself watching it every time it's on. I know when they play. I make it a point to turn it on when they're playing. I still don't have the rules down pat. I think I need to take some time and like learn it a little bit more and figure things out. But um, fun fucking game. And the team's good, apparently. So, you know, get on board that as well. And apparently they have a fucking big blowout at uh, the old veteran stadium there in Quincy. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um That's I think that's like all the sports I'm really going to talk about. Cuz there's other I mean there's there's sports adjacent topics that I have. But Yeah, that's another burp for you. Enjoy. Eat it up. Well, that's gross. Yeah, all right. Here we go. We're going to try one of these transitions, and then I'm going to get into something else. All right, I want to uh, talk about something that has really been on my mind for a while. This whole Bud Light thing. And I know I I brought it up uh, a couple weeks ago and said I needed to do more research. And I, you know, I've done a bit, and then I, I did some more today. But, I mean, all of this shit is really getting on my nerves. What I can't seem to figure out is why so many people have a problem with marketing. Because when you really break it down, that's what this is. They don't want their beloved product to be marketed to people that they don't uh, you know, feel are normal or, or whatever. I don't really know. And I don't even... I, I don't even think half of them know either. As if their particular group is the only one that certain companies or brands are supposed to associate with. AB sends an influencer with over a million Instagram followers a single Bud Light can with her face on it and suddenly it's anarchy amongst the previously proud Bud Light drinkers. 
too many videos of people dumping Bud Light down the drain. As if they haven't already spent money to obtain said Bud Light. But they're not going to drink it now. Like, do you really think Bud Light gives a fuck if you, what you do with the beer after you buy it? No, they don't care. You know, Kid Rock goes and probably has to buy five cases so that he can shoot them all in his backyard. So cute. Nice job. The fuck's his name? Um, Bob. Nice job, Bob. Way to go. And the folks on the right who claim to love business only seem to love businesses that act the way that they think that they should, right? It's is you know, are you not aware of how business works? And look, I will not profess to be uh, a business scholar of some kind, but, you know, I don't see how you can grow your brand if you're only targeting the same people who buy your shit regardless. Businesses aren't going to purposely stay stagnant just to make what they assume to be their their customer base happy. No, they're going to try to make more money. That's the goal. The goal is to make more money. So what do you try to do? You try to market yourself to underutilized uh, demos. And look, I, I mean, should Bud Light have known that? Uh, that this this could happen? Probably. They probably should have known that. And sadly, it seems to be working at the moment. I think it'll pass, but, uh, you know, as of today, um, you know, Bud Light's numbers are down. And again, I, I really think that it's going to change or go back to normal at some point. You know, it might be a little while before that happens. I'll be very interested to see how the college football season goes and buildings that previously sold Bud Light or, or whatnot. But, you know, the funny part now is you're seeing people say, uh, posting pictures of uh, Bud Light on sale for $3.49. Um, you need some context there, okay? This is the time of year when uh, most beer manufacturers will offer... Uh, mail-in rebates of you know ten to fifteen dollars for for what for a case or whatever, so it brings the price down to three forty-nine. In some of the pictures that I've seen, they, it literally says on the tag three forty-nine after a rebate. Okay, well it's not really three forty-nine. You're not paying three fifty for that beer. You're paying $15 for that case, and then you get $12 back in the mail. That's how rebates work. And I also am wondering how many of these are performance art, where it's just you know people taking pictures of, uh, of Bud Light with like their homemade price tag on it. Because, I mean, look, I haven't seen any up here. Um... I was in a few liquor stores over the weekend. I didn't see any Bud Light for fucking three fifty. If it was, I would have bought eight cases. And I don't, you know, I don't even care about Bud Light. Just don't be foolish. And the worst part is, right? You're never gonna like Molson Coors. Their numbers have gone up, and they're not gonna say a damn thing. Why would they? 
I'll tell you why. Because they've been supporting a large swath of LGBTQ charities and organizations for decades. Literal decades. Yeah, that hasn't stopped, like, fucking troglodytes like Marjorie Taylor Greene from posting pictures on Twitter saying that she's switching to Coors Light. Like, good fucking grief. Get a goddamn clue. They all fucking do it. Every brand that you think you like or love, they all do it. Because it's, you know, why wouldn't you? Like, what, what is... What is so bad about trying to market your product to homosexuals and to transgender people? Why? Because they don't uh, imbibe in alcohol? What are we doing? Again, just the, the amount of time and effort that's put into just making other people's lives that much worse. For no fucking reason. Other than performance art. Because that's all it is. And now you've got Target. Target can't sell Pride branded clothing anymore because uh, these people don't like the gays. Somehow think that having a rainbow on a onesie is akin to Satanism. Far too many people on the internet are spending a lot of their time filming themselves inside of a Target or a Kohl's or a Lego store. And these people simply exist, as I said, to make the lives of other people incredibly miserable. As if it makes... what? I, how does it make you feel better if you walk into a store and just start harassing people uh, over a t-shirt with a rainbow on it or something that says pride? How does that make you feel better? It's just there's no other reason behind it other than to make other... You know, people that are generally happy... Or might be happy, you know, they're going to go out of their way to make people's lives miserable. The right continues to try and legislate what is or what is not between someone's legs. They care so much about kids, yet they're not willing to do a fucking thing about the constant slaughter of children in schools, malls, movie theaters, a beach, or any place else. It's all backward, and it's all made. It's all meant uh, in, to to make you forget the fucking bullshit that both sides are doing on a daily basis. This debt ceiling nonsense. It's fiction. It's not a thing. There are two countries on Earth with a debt ceiling. Two, us and Denmark. Do you know how much Denmark's is? It's an unmeasurable number because it's literally so high that it would be impossible for them to go through it. Yet, you know, here we are, having to spend a month dealing with this shit, even though the last fucking president raised it three times. But suddenly, if Joe Biden wants to do it, it's a fucking problem. So what are we going to do? We're going to sit down and and, uh, make sure that, uh, you know, uh, people have to repay their college loans again. Because fuck them, right? How long before these fools start boycotting other shit like Skittles? Taste the rainbow, I'll do no such thing, you queers. Get out of here, where are the white Skittles? 
As I've said before, the bigger problem, in my view, as a as someone who is not directly affected by any of this, my bigger problem is that the left is, is either too frightened or too lazy to actually organize and fight this shit. And so instead, the rest of us are, are, are left to listen to the well-organized groups who do this and get reams of press on a daily basis because of it. Not just on, on the TV and on the internet and on social media, but just in general. It's everywhere. They know full well that Target and Kohl's aren't going to fight back or do anything. So instead of telling this small minority of assholes to go fuck off, you know, these companies are going to cower to them. So that it doesn't hopefully create more paperwork for the corporate office. When these clowns start walking in and shooting up a store. That's what's really most important. Making sure that what they do is, uh, is easiest for them and still manages to keep the shareholders happy. I want to talk about <clears throat> something uh, far less important, but something that has been... Uh, eating away at me for a very long time. And that is the incredibly fascinating tale of one D.B. Cooper. Here's why I find it fascinating, right? One, his uh, actions hurt no one, okay? Uh, No one got hurt from this. Um, You know, uh, an airline lost some money. But, you know, as far as I can tell, no one was really hurt, okay? Okay, okay, okay. And there's all these wild tales and all these, uh, a variety of uh, sleuths. It's the second time I've used the word sleuth in this show. Ha ha. Means nothing. Anyways, sleuths. Why is it that no one has done... Uh, it, I guess this kind of goes back to my, my question about why has why has no one decided to try to make, remake the 1966 television version of Batman? Which, honestly, would be just wonderful. It wouldn't be nearly as good, but it would still be wonderful. Why has no one made like a, a fucking sitcom about D.B. Cooper... He got away with it. He he just walked away with the money and he flees to, I don't know. Mexico's too easy, so he'd have to go someplace weird. Like he moves to fucking Argentina or he moves to Australia and just lives out the rest of his life surrounded by <laughs> uh, dumb characters and a, and a silly family and um, all the while constantly being asked if he's D.B. Cooper. Like, that's fucking funny. It's a great idea. And it should be done. Because every every story is just lame, right? I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he jumped out of the plane, lost all the money, and, and landed no problem, just gathered up his chute, and, and moved on. And that was the last you ever heard or, or saw or anything of D.B. Cooper, whose name was not D.B. Cooper 
or Dan Cooper. There's no way. But the whole thing is just so strange to me, right? That in, uh, what, 50 years or so, 50 plus years that they haven't been able to figure out what happened to this. It also kind of makes me think that it's like not a real thing, that the whole thing was staged and that the FBI and uh, J. Edgar Hoover were behind the whole thing in some way, shape or form as a, 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 a distraction to something else. Who knows what that was? I didn't really go and look and compare the dates or anything like that. But, you know, my guess is that there was probably something going on because that's how he operated. Um, but, yeah, weird. 51 years ago. Well, it's more than that now. But, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I just, I would just imagine that there was more to it than just this guy tried to um, tried to hijack this plane and and that was that. There just there just has to be more than that. That's just my that's my thinking. <laughs> and it's just the the other thing too is the number of ooh geez, I just punched the microphone. Sorry. The number of weird, uh, like, copycats uh, that all, like, landed their, their jumps, no problem. There was, like, five of them that all landed their, their copycat jumps out of the back of these fucking planes. Which just leads me to, to think that... Um, that he got away with it. <laughs> Which is just fun. It's just funny. Like, look. How do you not look at this this case and think, wow, that's cool, and then laugh at the ridiculousness of the whole thing? Because he got away with... He got away with it. Even if he did die when he landed, he got away with it. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. Like, there's a bunch of uh, similar-looking pictures or, or um, what do you call them? <laughs> Drawings. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a free idea for, for Hollywood writers that are currently on strike. Uh, a D.B. Cooper story where he just... He, he jumps out of the plane and like loses the money he falls like fuck 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 what am I gonna ah shit what the fuck god damn it he lands he's like just cursing himself out the whole fucking time and he's like cold because he's wearing loafers and and like uh, you know a fucking shirt and tie he may have had he may have had boots or something with him nobody really knows but he lands and he's cursing himself out and he's like, what the fuck am I going to do now? He gathers up his his fucking uh, parachute and he walks to the nearest town and breaks into a grocery store, steals some beef jerky and gloves and off he goes. Back to wherever the fuck he came from. Mad at himself. He spends the... <laughs> he spends like the next 40 years of his life just fucking miserable and no, he, he won't tell anybody why. <laughs> 
Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, shut the fuck up, right? Leave me the fuck alone. I should be living in fucking Mexico instead. I'm stuck here in bumfuck Nevada. <laughs> that's a funny bit. I don't care who you are, that's a funny bit. <clears throat> and it really should be done. And you know what else I learned in, in my uh, brief research here? There was a copycat uh, hijacking by a gentleman from Boston by the name of Richard LaPointe. Uh, no relation. My father's name was also Richard LaPointe. He spelled LaPointe differently. But I just, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Dick LaPointe there was uh, an army veteran. My dad was not. So, that's the end of the similarities. <laughs> it's just the name. Uh, and, you know, of all the um, similar hijackings, he does not have a Wikipedia page, which is kind of disappointing. I don't think Richard Charles LaPointe is still alive. Who knows? There's a lot of meat on that bone, folks. All right? And it would be funny. It would be funny. <laughs> Maybe it won't be funny, I don't know I think it's funny And quite frankly, that's all that fucking matters When you don't have your regular transitions Or, or even something close <laughs> You have to improvise And so... I've improvised. It was really the best I could do on, on like short notice or short-ish notice. But whatever. What, you don't really fucking care anyway. You're not really listening. Um, but as it is Wednesday, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the program. It is the end and the triumphant turn of three gripes. Three gripes. Gripe number one. Publicly eating like a goddamn animal. I'm going to tell a story poorly and the story that I'm going to tell you does not even come close to justifying or explaining just how, just the, the sheer magnitude of savagery that I witnessed uh, a couple of weekends ago. Wife and I went to our usual breakfast location. Top secret. You'll never know. Anyways, uh, in walks uh, my buddy Matt, friend of the show, uh, his wife and two of their children uh, to, you know, kind of join us for breakfast, but, you know, as with everything else, they arrived late. But they were there, as I witnessed directly in my line of sight, a young man who had to have been, I'm going to guess, mid to late 20s, with a young woman who was uh, maybe slightly older, or, you know, 
was just weathered in such a way that she looked older? I don't know. I'm making assumptions. And I watched as the waitress brought numerous plates to the table. Now, when I, when I noticed this, that is when, that's what really, you know, caught my eye, is when I started seeing multiple plates go down in front of two people. More so, the young man. The young woman had one plate in front of her. There was one plate uh, to the far left of them, or of him, I should say, uh, that was really in between the two of them. And then he proceeded to have three plates around him, right? One plate was um, pancakes. It looked as if there were three chocolate chip or blueberry pancakes. The other plate had what I assumed to be home fries. Home fries. And then his main plate, eggs, bacon, and I believe sausage as well. So I just happen to be looking, and I see the young man take his fork and grab his home fries and start to eat them. And he is literally shoveling them into his mouth as if the fork was a shovel. And I'm just watching him go to town on this plate. And I'm stunned. I am flat out, 1,000% in awe of what this kid is doing. In absolute fucking awe. But it wasn't even close to the most offensive thing. He stopped eating. I'm, I can't recall 100% if he literally finished the entire plate of, uh, of home fries before moving on. But I think that he did. And he turned his attention to there were chocolate chip muffins that I'm going to assume were grilled. And he ate uh, one of the muffins. And he ate it, but he ate it fast, right? You you can tell when someone doesn't know what how they're supposed to act in public by the way that they eat. For example, when I, and I've mentioned this before, when I eat popcorn, no matter where I am, it's awful to watch. It's awful. But the way that this fucking kid ate this muffin, I was like, oh man. Like way too fast, shoveling way too much into his gullet. Like he was in a hurry or had never eaten food before. So I said, oh boy. Well, now I'm, now I'm full on staring. And uh, Jen can, can tell that I'm giggling. I'm, I'm, I'm saying to Matt, who is one table over, I'm like, you have to see, you have to watch this. I don't think he saw what happened next. Which is, I watched him pick up a, uh, a fried egg over medium or whatever. And he picked it up. Not, not, he didn't cut it and take pieces of eggs. He literally took his fork and lifted up the entire egg. A whole egg. And as he was trying to put it into his mouth with the fork, he used his other hand. To push it, to push it all into his mouth, 
the entire egg, the entire fried egg. It's not as if it's a lot of food, as if like a fried egg is this, oh my god, it's so much. No. It's just not something that you would typically see somebody eating whole. And I'm losing my shit. And I'm watching the pancakes and I knew what was I, I knew what was coming. I knew what was going to happen. And I tell you why. Because he did nothing to uh, to doctor his pancakes, right? He didn't put butter on it. There was no syrup. He then takes the top pancake and rolls it up and eats it like a fucking burrito. Inhales this pancake. Inhales it. I had never seen anything like this in my whole life. And I felt like total dog shit, mind you. I was hungover as hell. Did not feel well. And I'm watching this... This fucking animal destroy his breakfast. I can safely say that I will never, ever forget that performance. As long as I live. Ever. And I hope I never do, because it was glorious. Gripe number two. Firmly putting your foot in your own mouth. Case in point. Uh, We were at a a cookout the other day. uh, A traditional Memorial Day uh, cookout, except it was on a Sunday. One of the guests... Uh, well, they were, you know, sitting around a circle, just, you know, shooting the shit. And, uh, one of the guests started talking about her son, who was, uh, in his early 20s, and, um, hadn't really decided what to do with his life. So we're just talking, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, what, what's he good at? He's very gregarious, he likes to talk to people. I'm like, well, you should be in sales. And then another guy says... Oh, what about cars? To which I start. (laughs) I let out an audible guffaw. No, nobody wants to fucking sell cars. What the what the fuck's the matter with you? Don't you no? Don't tell him to fucking sell cars. What's wrong with selling cars? Come on, dude. What means wrong with selling cars? Who wants to be called a car a car salesman? I mean, I, I do. I. I sold cars for four and a half years. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. And I don't fucking know this guy. I've met him a handful of times. Um, I can't even remember his name, (laughs) which is awful. (laughs) I can remember his wife's name, because I think I've met her more than him. Yeah, I I sold cars for four and a half years. What's wrong with that? I think, you know... uh, now I'm a you know director of sales and this that and the other like a bunch of fucking titles. I'm like oh god, I'm like oh yeah, well that stuff that stuff is much better than just selling cars though. Am I right? Well, no, you learn a lot you know, selling cars. I'm like oh what the fuck? Come on. Then he gets into it and he says you know he basically took over his family's car dealership. All right, that's not the same fucking thing, dude. And just going out and selling cars. Oh, have him give me a call. You know where, where does he live? You know, we're, we're always looking for fresh salespeople. Oh, you're looking for fresh meat, sir. But man, oh man, 
isn't that awful? Like when you do that, when you, and I do it often and I hate that I do it. It's one of my numerous faults. But like when you, you have an instant reaction and it's totally wrong. (laughs) You're like, oh, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing, guy? Oh, it's so bad. And I, I hate myself for it. And it drives me bonkers. It's just one of these things that you can't help. I shouldn't say that you can't help. It's something that I can't help. And it got me into trouble later because then, not even later, but you know, a few minutes down the road. And I'm not even going to say trouble because the person that was chirping back at me is a, uh, an e- even more of a know-it-all douchebag than I am. But, you know, we're talking about tickets and, like, selling tickets for, for uh, minor league teams. I'm like, dude, don't sell fucking tickets. Listen, I know about I know what it is. It sucks. You don't want to fucking do it. Don't do it. Well, you know, uh, you, it works if you have a plan. I'm like, listen, nobody has a fucking plan at 22 years old, buddy. All right? You've got your fucking car keys clipped to your belt buckle, so you still don't have a fucking plan. Yeah, I got a plan. Shut the fuck up. <sighs> Gripe number three. Power and the never-ending need for some to keep it. Keep it in their, in their hands, in their uh, filthy mitts, if you will. Why the fuck is Diane Feinstein or Feinstein? Bear with me, I'm sure I'm not hundred percent sure how it's pronounced, which makes this gripe that that much worse. Why is Diane even allowed to show up in Congress in her current condition? Why? Where is the dignity there? And are we trying to give the impression that whatever it is that she's doing is somehow brave or noble when it's not? Who is forcing her to do this? That's what I want to know. Because if she's doing this on her own, then it's even worse. But I don't think she knows what fucking day it is. So, yeah. She's been a senator since 1992. She will be 90 years old in June. And listen, the number of fucking dummies that'll be like, Oh, well, you ever heard Joe Biden talk? Yes, I have. He has a lifelong stutter. There's a reason for that. And he's not a complete boob. A bit of a boob, yes. Complete boob, no. Oh, I fucking punched the microphone again. <laughs> but at least Joe can walk on his own and knows who uh, um, Kamala Harris is. Diane Feinstein has no idea what's going on. She, you know, she has, she's being wheeled into Congress. Uh, there are numerous aides and assistants that are helping her do literally anything. Like, hey, vote no on this. Vote no on what? The other day, she had no idea why the vice president uh, was was in the Senate chambers, leading Senate. Oh. Oh. But she's been a senator for 31 years. 32 years, I'm sorry. No, 31. The Democrats are so fearful that they'll lose power for a seat goes to a special election. Here's an idea. Find a candidate they won't lose. You're fucking California. Even if a Republican did win, they'd be moderate as hell. 
Shit, find an, an independent somewhere. If you're that concerned. Schwarzenegger's only 75. He could do it. Let him run to finish out her term. And in the meantime, find a candidate. It won't be complete shit. It won't be Newsom in that hair of his. He wants far more camera time than actual public service would allow. But it's just this desperate, never-ending desire to maintain power. And it's such a fucking disease. And it's there's there's just no... Uh, what's the right word that I'm looking for? That My notes have ended. Um, but, you know, what what's the word I'm, I'm looking for here? There's just no... It's insatiable for some people. The number of people who got into public service to do nothing for the public is astonishing. It's all about having power. It's all about being powerful. And that's never going to change in this country. It's not going to change in vast swaths of planet Earth. It's, it's, you know, things are only going to devolve over time. Nothing's going to get better. We're all just going to have to sit around, wait, and die. <laughs> and in the interim, we'll record shitty podcasts uh, and say shit that really we have no business saying. And guess what? That's it for the show. Woo! Uh, I'm sure that this sounded like crap. Uh, I'm certain that this is not going to come out correctly. I'm sure that I'm going to have to spend... Uh, another hour plus getting this all set up and ready to go, even though I am exhausted from fucking talking out all day and then for talking for another hour or so here. But, eh, yeah. Um, I do have an Instagram page at Complaints Pod. I have a, um, what else do I have? A Twitter page at Complaints Pod. <laughs> I have a, uh, a mastodon, a, a, a post. Um, what else? I'm, I'm waiting on blue sky. I'm probably gonna, never going to get on blue sky, but we'll see. Um, all at complaints pod. I have a YouTube channel that I don't do anything with. I have a um, a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. Uh, I also have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a call-in line, a voicemail line, 617-657-4736. You can call in and complain. I've got a whole swath of complaints, uh, messages that I I just haven't played, you know? And by the time I get around to actually playing them and figuring out how to fucking record this shit again in a proper fashion, uh, who the fuck knows if I'm going to be able to, if they'll be at all timely. I have a bunch of really drunken strip club ones that are probably good. Who knows? I have a couple from Donnie. Oh, speaking of Donnie, friend of the show, and the Quiet Violent, um, had a minor had a minor panic attack last week or the week prior when when uh, Donnie's brother Bob, or I'm sorry, Bobby, don't want to don't want to mess that up, uh, said that he wasn't sure if he had a band anymore. I was like, you motherfuckers. So there's there's uh, cover art for the EP, but there's no actual EP. Thankfully, Jake is no longer in charge of the EP. Now it's somebody else. So once I remember who that somebody else is, I'm going to call them out. But uh, if you're on Instagram, go to um, go to the Instagram page, The Quiet Violent. Send them a message and be like, hey, 
Where's the fucking EP? Yeah. Uh, what else? Is that it? I think that might be it. Anyways, listen. Uh, as always, uh, I appreciate the patience and waiting around and listening or, or waiting for me to, to release something. Um, I'm sure that was not ideal. Mainly because none of it ever is, but that's not the point. Um, I, I hope that that you'll, uh, you know, continue to, to see uh, that what I'm doing is uh, <laughs> worth spending, you know, 50 minutes listening to. I doubt it. I doubt it. But one can never tell. So, uh, as always, listen, please um, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.